For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Iowa. 4-0. We're 4-0. I like the way that sounds. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Feeling better. Finally. Do, yeah. <laughs> hey, Jordan had a flu game. This was your, uh, this was your flu game. <laughs> Wasn't that like a really good game for him, though? It was. And okay. it was in, yeah. <laughs> I can't say yesterday was like my best day ever. Um, but we got through it. It was fine. You hosted. I did. And at halftime, I'm not going to lie, I almost left. Um, for a little bit of context, I had some food poisoning troubles. Um, but we made it through. And here we are, 4-0 on the other side. Look at you, <laughs> battling adversity, just like the Hawks. But you know what? Aside from me almost throwing up on the 50-yard line, it was a beautiful day yesterday, Saturday. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. That was like, look up football weather in the dictionary. There it is. Is that is that in the dictionary? I bet. I bet it is. If it was, they would say Kinnick Stadium on September 20... What was the date? It was the 5th. September... 25th. 25th. 2021. And <laughs> That's a lot of 20s. <laughs> numbers. Ooh. I know. Gotta stay away from that. But let's talk about Saturday. First... Uh, half, I'm going to say, was not the prettiest. I mean... It's funny you say that because the announcers kept saying... So unfortunately, Dax and I did not get to go. I know we talked about hopefully being able to go on family day. Couldn't make it happen. But the announcers kept talking about how Iowa wins ugly mm -hmm. and they won't apologize for it. That's true. Just find a way to get it done. That's all you have to do. And looking back on the schedule, all we're going to say is, oh, well, there was another W. Well, you played four games. You and won. you won four games. Okay. That sounds sounds about right. Um, let's talk about what the Hawkeyes did well, what they can improve upon. Not necessarily did bad, but just going forward, what we're going to try to improve upon. Um, we've got our unsung hero, of course. Got to touch on that. And then I want to take a look at, we're heading into Big Ten play now. So I want to take a look at what do we have next? And then kind of what what does the outlook look like? And how possible is it that we get to Indy? How about that? Yeah, I think that's a, it's a solid day. Okay, let's do it. So let's talk about what they did well. Spencer got to throw the ball a little bit. He got to throw it deep and connected. The only one that didn't connect, Charlie Jones, I'll talk about that here in a second. But Keegan Johnson kind of came out of nowhere with phenomenal releases and was able to make them pay. Mm -hmm. and no, that was fun seeing a new name. Yeah. Yeah, and I talked about it before. I said, these DBs are beatable. We got to take our shots. We, we definitely did. did that. And I remember, I think it was the Keegan Johnson touchdown. It, maybe it was that. Maybe it was something else. I can't really remember. But I specifically remember in my head, and I'm not great with football terminology. I'll just throw that out there. Like, sometimes I'm just, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't say the right words sometimes. But um, he had a nice touch on the ball. You know? Yeah. It was like, um, as you would say, right in the bread basket. Yeah, that's great verbiage. And uh, he did. He not only did it on that one, but he did it on the post to the deep ball to Keegan Johnson. 
the only coaching point as I don't I can't remember if it was Cope. I think Cope talked about it more than BK, but it would be um coaching against perfection. So the only way that Keegan Johnson could have made that double post better and maybe scored is if he drives out of the top. So where he makes the move, boom, boom, he gets to the post, he drives for three or four yards to really create that separation between him and the DB. Spencer laid it out perfectly. Either way, big play. And two plays, they brought this up, like we had 86 total yards uh, the entire first half outside of Keegan Johnson, who had 92 on two catches. Uh, so hopefully we see him a lot more moving forward, but he's got that big play potential. Yeah. And Nico had that nice long pass as well. Yeah. It was a great job being able to uh, kind of twist his body and make a great catch. Yeah. You know, when I watched that, I was like, Hey, I think I've seen that before from another 89 tracking the ball like that. You flatter me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let it get to your head. <laughs> um, and then the Charlie Jones one. So the biggest difference between Keegan's and Charlie Jones is he forgot to give the quarterback grass. So Charlie Jones comes off the ball, and he's moving. Like, we know he can scoot, but he got a little too close to the sideline. So he didn't give Spencer a whole lot of place to put the ball. Keegan gave, you know, you want to give five yards on the sideline for the quarterback to be able to drop it in over your outside shoulder because you want the DB to play inside so the ball goes to your outside shoulder where you can catch it and the DB can't get to it. Well, Unfortunately, Charlie kind of got walled to the sideline a little bit. Spencer still gave him an opportunity, if he had grass, to catch that ball. He put it on his outside shoulder just like he's supposed to. Um, It's just unfortunate that he was too close to the sideline. So deep passes, not only were they introduced, they were executed. And I think that's a great sign moving forward. I still think Spencer can throw it like 90 yards. Like For whatever reason, I feel like he's got a cannon. We just haven't seen the full potential yet mm-hmm. on okay. that cannon. So tell me more about the trick plays, something that was done well. Let's hear it. Yeah, actually, all the trick plays worked really well. Um, the Tyrone touchdown after the Jack Campbell fumble uh, fumble recovery, uh, He, we started off, it was, um, I believe we were in 20 personnel. So we had three receivers, and then we had uh, Potterbaum and... Goodson in the backfield. We send Goodson in motion to make it look like we're going to throw a bubble screen because we do do that a decent amount uh, to the running back, a little flare or whatever. Um, and we fake it to Potabom. So it looks like we're just trying to misdirect and then we're going to throw it back to Goodson. But Tracy, as the inside receiver comes back, Spencer does a Statue of Liberty type thing. <laughs> and if, you've, uh, if you're a, a longtime football fan, it reminded me of the Boise State Statue of Liberty against Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl to win the game. Ian Johnson scores it. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. It's it's incredible. Um, but either way, so Statue of Liberty fakes throwing it with his right hand, puts it back with his left. Tyrone grabs it. Potterbaum leads the way. Uh, Jackson Ritter did a good job on the outside blocking and allowing uh, Tyrone Tracy to kind of go to the corner. Yeah, I really liked that one. That one faked me out, not going to lie. I was like, hold on a second. Is he ambidextrous? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's going to take that, but <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll take the touchdown. And then Laporta's touchdown got him wide open. We had run the tunnel screen earlier in the game that they almost scored on. We can talk about that later. Um, but So we come back with a similar look. Both Laporta and I want to say it was Nico go to get on top of their guys that they're supposed to block. But again, because we've run it now three or four times in the in uh, in the season, the DBs are flying down. They want to make the play, right? They want to be the one to, boom, stick it for a loss, whatever it is. Well, now we get a little trickeration. Laporta goes wide open down the seam and apparently spins the ball too fast. Yeah. 
Who I was, knew? I was very shocked. They showed the replay and I was like, what did he do? Yeah. I didn't, I honestly, I'm, I missed the entire thing live. And so I like rewatched it and I was like, well, I didn't, I had no idea that that was, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but either way, trick plays worked well. The only one that didn't was Charlie Jones. Um, just didn't really take the handoff on the end around ends up kind of going back a little bit. Uh, I think we lost like 13 yards or something. Um, but we did hit an end around Arlen Bruce, um, and what's interesting is the way that that play is set up, we deliberately don't block the defensive end. We literally leave him alone. And that's where we're running it to. <laughs> because most defensive ends are going to crash down the line because they see movement and they're going to crash down. Or they're going to fly up the field and um, kind of get into uh, no man's land, as you can say. So Arlen Bruce, this guy happens to go straight up the field to no man's land. Arlen Bruce gives a uh-uh comes back underneath, gets 14 yards, great, which is going to transition into they try to do it against us, and our defense is so fundamentally sound, we were ready for it. So they try to run this end around against us. Again, they block it the same way. They don't touch the defensive end, but our defensive end stays um, stays uh, patient, waits for him, sees that something funky is up because no one blocked him, and he ends up making the play for minus yardage. Going along with fundamentals, uh, they also ran an option. And stopping the option is all about making sure your guys know what's going on. You have to do your specific job because if you try to do somebody else's, then your guy is open because he's expecting you to do your job kind of thing. So what I'm talking about is they ran an option over to – it was going to the south end zone, and they were running to the right of the formation – And Jack Campbell is responsible for the quarterback. Justin Jacob is responsible for the running back. And as long as they both know that each person has their specific, like, spot, then they can't get faked out. Not only that, Seth Benson is flying from the backside because nobody blocked him. And so he rocks the quarterback along with Jack Campbell. And if if the quarterback were to pitch it, Justin Jacobs is right there to make the play. So that kind of fundamental stuff. I apologize if I'm talking really fast because I get really excited when I talk about this kind of stuff. And... All of that, I think, is just kind of overall encompassing of like what we what we did well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you were talking a little bit fast, put me in a little bit of a tornado. But I think you can slow some, it down on Apple Podcast. You can. You can, yeah. Drop some knowledge just then. <laughs> you brought up um, Jack Campbell had a he had a career day on Saturday. He had that fumble recovery, and then also eighteen tackles. Incredible. That's a lot. That's a lot of tackles. What's the record for tackles? Do you know? And I'm not off the top of my head. No. Close to 18? <laughs> it's probably somewhere in the 20s, but he was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the best part about that was that fumble recovery really sparked the comeback, which I'm going to admit, I didn't think I'd be doing the Colorado State recap and talking about a comeback. Especially but. in the third quarter, down 14-7. And then, like you said, Jack Hamill comes up with the big play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're keeping it exciting here. Um, did you notice what he did after recovering it? No. Just ran by the end zone and went back to the <laughs> went back to the sideline. I'm just gonna go back to my spot now. <laughs> you know, okay, I have to mention this before we move on. Speaking of uh, defensive players specifically, sometimes offense, more defense I see. They're sprinting back to the to the um, benches. I noticed this might be one of my another favorite thing in football when a defensive player, like a coach, is just screaming at them from the sideline, and he notices. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what does he do? There's too many people on the field. And he goes flying, <laughs> like flying toward the benches, like, oh, I got to get, like, you know, the coach, 
you know exactly what he's saying. I'm not going to repeat get it. Get off the field. Yeah, get just off the field. Just a little colorful. Blank, blank, blank field. All of that. <laughs> and they just go flying. And I had an idea. I was like, they should really, I know they have scouts there at games that are down on the sideline because I've seen a few. They should clock that time. Instead of 40s, clock the time of a defensive player realizing he shouldn't be on the field and then flying to the benches. <laughs> that's, that's the most important time. So that's the new metric. <laughs> yeah. That is peak speed. <laughs> yes. And I, I love watching that just because I know the panic. And I'm like, oh, my God. I've <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. You know what else is funny? What else? Just surprise cheese. It's not that funny, but <laughs> it's great. Um, cheese of the Month Club. I'm a part of it. Galena, River, Wine, and Cheese. They're the best. I got to tell you, I've taken it to a couple of different people's houses, shared it with some people. It's been amazing. Which I'm surprised you shared it, if I'll be honest. It's too good not to share. I couldn't keep it all for myself. I also had another idea. They sell like cheese boards, like charcuterie boards um, online. You could totally get one of those. Take it to a tailgate. You're the the genius. Yeah. GalenaRiverWineAndCheese.com. Visit there. Order it. They'll deliver it right to your doorstep. And you can take it right to your tailgate. I love that idea. Okay. Oh, quick. One last thing that we did well before we move on to the next segment was our special teams played really well. Um, Shocking. Well, so just a few things. One, Charlie Jones with a big punt return. But Tory Taylor bobbled the snap on one of the punts. It like, I don't know, he bobbled it off to his left. You know what he did? Just stuck it on the 10-yard line with a fair catch. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. The dude is unfazed. So, um, anyway, he did have the one shorter punt, which I'm sure that he's, I mean, that's one, uh, one in a million as far as I'm concerned with Tory Taylor. So the fact that he bobbled it, boom, still stuck him on the 10 yard line. We're in good, we're in good hands on special teams. Yeah. The student section was actually chanting Tory Taylor. Clap, clap. clap. How many like, punters do you know that have gotten a, uh, chant at Kinnick? <laughs> None actually. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, let's move on. What do we need to improve upon? I feel like we're just going to scour Twitter and find everybody's grievances. Um, but let's talk about it. 54 total rushing yards for the team. Um, Um, Let's start there. Well, that stat is a bit skewed because they count sacks as rushing yards, which is odd to me. He's obviously not trying to run. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I don't understand that. Like, no, if it's a a, uh, designed quarterback run and he gets tackled, then yeah, that should count against rushing yards. But when Spencer Peters is clearly looking downfield and happens to get sacked, that's not rushing yards in my opinion. And the Charlie Jones end around that kind of got whatever because... um, he didn't take the handoff clean. Mm-hmm. That went against it too. So we actually had eighty six uh, across everybody, mm-hmm. but which also isn't like super great. Well, and I think Goodson ended up with fifty seven. Okay, um, and he had a few like longer runs of like ten or fifteen. But obviously, being more consistent on that end, you know what's going to help that more Keegan Johnson, more deep balls, more Nico Regani, more Tyrone Tracy, more it's talking about Charlie Jones, talking about Sam Laporta, talking about complimentary football. <laughs> the more you go out and you prove that you can throw the ball deep, because right now I, I feel like some teams think that they can just put one corner on our receivers and then they bring that other safety into the box and then they're saying they're daring us to throw. And we go, okay, here's this true freshman. Just go out there and do what you do. (laughs) 92 (laughs) yards and two catches. So I wouldn't be surprised if we continue to see that. But I think that will help balance the run game a little bit. So let's go defense. Talk about what they can improve upon. Not a whole lot. But one thing I saw was their quarterback ran a little bit. 
So going into the game, we didn't mention this in the preview, but their quarterback was their leading rusher going into the game. Interesting. Okay. So, so our head should have been on a swivel with that one. And that their one of their drives that they actually scored, because I, I, as far as I'm concerned, they only had one drive. The other one was gifted to them, which we also need to take care of the football. Um, on that particular play, I felt like um, felt like we could have battled a little bit more for it on the outside, but it was just kind of tough against press man like that uh, to get that look. But anyway, the one the one drive that they had, he ran for it on third down to convert, and then he ran for it for the touchdown. And that's just something that kind of happens sometimes when there's an athletic quarterback. We talked about this in the preview. Those are scholarship athletes too, right? <laughs> they were they were all the guy in high school as well. So um, sometimes sometimes it just kind of gets you, but we didn't let it beat us. They get one or two, kind of like Brock Purdy got one or two, but that's it. Okay. Um, turnovers, you mentioned it a little bit. Want to speak on that just a little bit more? Well, as far as I know, we didn't put the ball on the ground. So that's... Well, they counted Charlie Jones's little mishap as a fumble. Like in the uh, box score or whatever. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you got to count it. But in terms of like running the football and just getting hit, yeah, we didn't do that. Okay. Um, but yeah, the interception, it's just a tough play call with everything so condensed. Everything in the red zone becomes faster. It's quicker. It's because everybody's in a very tight, confined space. DBs aren't worried about getting beat deep because you can't. <laughs> right. I mean, there's only so much space to work with. So um, it's just kind of unfortunate that it turned into that. I felt like, again, that we could have tried a little bit harder to get the ball on the outside. But again, things happen. They're scholarship guys. Um, shout out to Tyler Goodson for running him down. Unfortunately, they did, they did end up scoring the touchdown. But Tyler Goodson was scooting <laughs> to get him before they scored. All right, check this segue out. Special teams played really well on Saturday. And a special team can help you out buying and selling real estate. Absolutely. What do you think of that? I think that's phenomenal. <laughs> the Bales team at Urban Acres. Matt's a part of it as well as five others. Am I right? Yeah, we got six total agents. So uh, whether you're looking at commercial, residential, you know, condo, acreage, land, lot, it doesn't matter. We've got somebody that's dealt with it so we can help you. You guys are the Tory Taylor of real estate. I don't know if we're getting chance at Kinnick, but that'd be pretty dope if we could. <laughs> there you have it. Well, guys, check them out. The Bales team at Urban Acres. You can go to urbanacres.com, click on the Bales team, reach out to any one of them, and they can help you out. All right. Unsung heroes. Let's get into it. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? I feel like I went first last time, so go ahead. Okay, I'll go first. Mine. I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows this name like they should. Dallas Cradieth, which is a heck of a last name. I'm going to throw that out there. <laughs> he is my unsung hero for one specific play, and this was a special teams play, Charlie Jones's 38-yard punt return. And Dallas Cradieth was instrumental in making this happen and, at the same time, not getting called for a block in the back. He had his head in front, he was doing everything right, and he paved the way for Charlie Jones to scoot right up the field. And for that... That was one of the more exciting things that happened at Kinnick on Saturday. There were a few <laughs> times where it was like, where's the energy in this place? And that got the energy going. So props to Dallas Cradieth for paving the way for Charlie Jones's 38-yard punt return. That was exciting. And we got to notice some good blocking because um, it goes unnoticed a lot of times. Well, speaking of blocking and good blocking, Tyler Linderbaum is my unsung hero. And you're like, well, we know Tyler, but do you know that he did this? So again, one particular play, Tyler Goodson running off tackle to the right side of the formation's first quarter. 
Laura, do you know a whole lot about like pulling guards and tackles? Yeah, no. Okay. So a lot of times a team is going to pull a guard. So their right guard is going to pull to the left side to be an extra blocker. Okay. Or they might do it with a tackle. Usually a guard because he's closer to the ball. He doesn't have to run as far. Now, do you know many teams that pull a center? You know, I don't think that I do. (laughs) (laughs) And that's because most teams don't do it. You have to have a really athletic center if you're going to be able to not only snap the ball, but then run and get in front and do what you need to do. So Tyler Goodson's outside run, going to the right in the first quarter. Tyler Linderbaum pulls and blocks, not one, not two, but three people on the play. And if you look at it from the end zone view, I think they did a replay um, as like if I was offensive running at you. And... Tyler, Tyler Goodson's like in the process of getting tackled and Linderbaum is looking for somebody else to finish. Like he's like, who else can I block on this play? So Tyler Linderbaum, unsung hero, just doing his job, pulling, but he doesn't want to just stop with one or two. He's going to do it to the best of his ability. And on that play, three blocks. Yeah. Doing his job and then some. And then some. I think that's something that probably scouts will notice. I don't think that's something the average fan would notice. Right. I think that's fair to say. So that is that is a good unsung hero. Those are two good picks. We killed it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for giving us our own pats on the back. Yeah, that's right. You guys can drop that in the reviews as well on Apple Podcasts. Five stars and a couple of good reviews. We'd appreciate it. Uh, Let's just do this really quick as we wrap up here. Um, Headed into Big Ten play. I mentioned that already. We've got Maryland on Friday. Weird. Weird. Um, At Maryland. And they're also undefeated. So this should be a good game. It's Um, another uh, Tagovailoa. So Tua's brother is mm. um, is the starting quarterback there. So let's see. We've got Maryland. Tell me what you're thinking about that just very quickly of anything you've seen in Maryland. I think it'll be a good test. I think it'll be a really good game. I think it's a good way to start Big Ten play before the following week. Yeah, then we've got Penn State at home. Which that Auburn win looks a little different now after they only skated by Georgia State and pulled their starting quarterback in that game. So I know everybody's upset about Penn State being a three o'clock game. I get it. You wanted a night game. But then again, think about it. A three o'clock game. You can tailgate morning till the afternoon. Go in. Three o'clock. Kick off. It's still a little warm outside. Hopefully it's nice um, on October 9th. And then it'll pretty it's quickly gonna turn, into a night turn game. into a night game. So it's okay. Everybody relax. And then um, Fox, I don't know what it's called. Big, big noon. Big noon game. Big, big game day noon. I don't know. <laughs> They're going to be there. So that's exciting. Did you know they, they, sorry, this is a soft topic, but they also showed up at Soldier Field along with College Game Day. I did not know that. It's hilarious. Okay. Then after that, we've got Purdue. Tell me about that one. Did they just beat Illinois or was the other way around? They beat Illinois 13 to 9. Okay. And before that game even started, what I, or before we even turned that game on, what did I tell you? I said, who would watch that game? It's so boring. And then you go, the score's 13 to 9. <laughs> and I said, I told you, no offense to Purdue and Illinois. Now, Purdue was closer to Notre Dame than Wisconsin was. There you go. Okay, Wisconsin is next, October 30th. That's and an 11 a.m. Uh, at, at Wisconsin, though. That's a tough place to play. It is, but Wisconsin's looking a little weird right now. I really don't have too much other info outside of they're looking weird. Okay, and <laughs> their quarterback isn't doing so hot, right? He threw four interceptions against Notre Dame. Man. Okay, Northwestern, November 6th. That's at Northwestern. And they're always up and down. Mm-hmm. Like, you really can't ever put your finger on what Northwestern team you're going to get. Yeah, it, not a very fun place to play either. No. <laughs> November 13th, we've got Minnesota. That's our blackout game, military appreciation. So they just got upset by Bowling Green. 
Yeah, what? but they but they hung thirty on Colorado the week before. So again, I have no idea what I have no idea what Minnesota team you're going to get. Yeah, a little confused here. Then we've got Illinois, and that is November twentieth. That's our senior day, last home game. And that win against Nebraska looks a little bit better for Illinois because Nebraska held Michigan State to like thirty four yards in the second half. Michigan State won in overtime, but Nebraska's defense is starting to figure it out. Yeah, don't you the black shirts? Don't talk about it. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> don't you feel like uh, Illinois is one of those games everyone goes into thinking it's like a cupcake game, like we're going to win for sure, and then it, it's sometimes a little challenging, right? Well, even in 2015, it was a, it was a quote-unquote closer game. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then November 26th, Nebraska, we just mentioned them. Their defense is starting to figure it out. So hopefully by that time, November 26th at Nebraska, also kind of a hard place to play. Hopefully by that time our uh, our offense will be clicking and we'll be well in 2015 ready to go. that game was 28-20. And then tell me about December 4th Big 10 championship. We'll see who's ever there. <laughs> we'll see who's there on the east. Hey, I hope we're in Indianapolis. That'd be a good time. The uh, the road to Indy goes through the walls of Kinnick. That's poetry. I think we're done here. Uh, Maryland this week, we've got an early one. So we're actually going to drop our an early one in terms of Friday instead of Saturday. We're going to drop our preview of that game on, we would probably do it on Wednesday then, right? Trying to do it Wednesday night. Yeah. Unlikely. Okay. So stay in, in tune for that. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I think that's it from us for this little recap. 4-0. 4-0. Let's do it. Let's move on to 5-0. Big Ten play. I'm excited. Let's roll. Go Hawks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.